Hello, welcome to the Friday, June 24th, 2016 edition of the Science and Storm Center's Stormcast. My name is Johannes Ulrich and today I'm recording from Jackson, Florida. Portuguese security company Integrity posted a nice blog about various bugs they found in Uber's platform as part of Uber's bug bounty. The key vulnerability they really sort of found among the different issues that they point out here is the ability to retrieve a user's unique UUID from the user's phone number. The UUID is large, hard to brute force, but of course a phone number isn't and once you have this unique ID you're then able to access a number of different APIs without additional authentication. With this an attacker could for example retrieve past trips either from a driver's point of view or from a passenger's point of view and conduct a number of other operations like for example retrieving the user's email address. Uber already has fixed these vulnerabilities, but nevertheless, this report makes a pretty good case study as to how different web vulnerabilities are being discovered and how they can be exploited, in particular in collaboration with mobile applications that are being used by Uber. And yesterday I mentioned how Apple did not encrypt the, the iOS kernel in the latest beta. Turns out this was indeed done intentionally and Apple states they did it for performance reasons. Of course, decrypting the kernel does add performance, does add battery usage. And with that, they decided to just go with an unencrypted kernel. This of course does not really put any user data at risk. It does, however, open up some of the internals of how iOS works. And the WordPress team released a new version of its software 4.5.3. It fixes a number of bugs, but also different security vulnerabilities. Among the security vulnerabilities, those that stood out, I think, are two different cross-site scripting vulnerabilities that are being addressed here. There's also a password change via stolen cookie vulnerability. Not 100% sure what this means, but uh, maybe what they're referring to is that the password change form does not actually ask for the old password again. And with that, just by knowing the user's cookie, of course, you would be able to change the password. And that, of course, would give you then persistent access to the account beyond the time frame, and you would be able to use this particular cookie. And looks like Let's Encrypt is making some real progress in getting people to adopt HTTPS starting in March with 1 million certificates issued by Let's Encrypt. Let's Encrypt is now up to 5 million certificates. This, of course, is in part due to some large sites like WordPress, for example, but also Shopify integrating Let's Encrypt and automatically issuing SSL certificates. Globally, the number of HTTPS encrypted websites increased from 40% to 45%. Now, this means that HTTPS is available, does not necessarily mean that HTTP is no longer available on these sites. 
And Proofpoint is posting that uh, the Nikers botnet is back. This particular botnet was known for sending out lots and lots of spam with usually crypto ransomware like Locky attachments. But beginning of the month, uh, it all of a sudden went dark. Proofpoint is saying they now saw again a big run with ransomware that appears to at least reuse some of the infrastructure of the old Nikers botnet. So a lot of the IP addresses that were seen originally with Nikers are now being seen in these new emails suggesting that it is the same botnet or at least a reincarnation of these infected systems. Often it's not really clear why botnets or exploit kits go dark for a while. Maybe the authors just take a month off and enjoy their winnings. Sometimes it's also launched enforcement that starts upping the pressure on some of these groups and they go dark in order to change their tactics. Well, and that's it for today. Thanks for listening and talk to you again on Monday. Bye.